0: Welcome to the Full 90 Extra Time Podcast, our weekly look into Seattle Sounders FC, nerdy soccer culture, fan outrage, and an attempt to understand the hottest soccer league in the entire galaxy, MLS. We are your hosts, I'm from mornings on 107.7 The End, I'm Gregor, and he's been in the locker room, on the pitch, and in the stats booth at CenturyLink Field getting yelled at for cheering for an awesome goal. It's Brandon from the internet.
1: (laughs) It wasn't even a goal, it was just a a filthy backheel nutmeg.
0: They're like, hey, easy guy neutrality you're like
1: counted for goals clint dempsey would hold every record in the world
0: he does hold every record in the world damn it that doesn't most red cards torn up (laughs) most referees notebooks thrown in their faces i don't (laughs) i don't know whatever do us a quick solid click through to apple podcasts and just leave us a comment we want to know who your favorite ever seattle sounders fc player is my bad i haven't checked it this week i don't know if anyone did that how about you
1: Uh, No, but uh, a little bit later, I do want to get into some tweets that people sent us.
0: (laughs) Great. (laughs) Uh, This is a bye week because America and smaller island nations who beat America are playing for their countries, (laughs) and so it's an off week, so really just some fun cracking jokes and a little review and this and that. How about that, Brandon?
1: That sounds amazing to me. And to talk about a comprehensive, uh, while somewhat nervy, victory in Chicago.
0: Yeah, crazy, dude. Uh, 4-2 win against Chicago Fire in front of all their 41 fans was pretty... I don't know who had more supporters there, if it was Seattle or if it was actually uh, Chicago, the home team.
1: Honestly, I'm not sure who had more supporters there. If it was Chicago, the home team, or you, me, and my brother sitting in my living room (laughs) watching it on our free trial of YouTube TV. (laughs) What
0: a calamity that turned out to be pretty fun. A little uh, pre-St. Patrick's Day festivities. I I went out the next day to try and buy myself a Guinness beer just to have at home because it was a Sunday and I have to go to work hella early on Monday. And I ended up with a six-pack, so I'm still celebrating St. Patrick's as we speak. (laughs)
1: <laughs> hey, you know, congrats! I I completely forgot it was St. Patrick's Day, which is, you know, what it is. I didn't drink any beer.
0: Okay, well, whiskey. but I
1: but you know, I think that accounts for the three or so beers I drank before noon on whatever Saturday, whenever the Sounders played against Chicago.
0: It was uh, it was pretty awesome um, to be yeah, able to to have a Saturday morning match. It ruined kind of the rest of my day, but uh, right. but also it's good. I love this. The best Sounders FC team in history are guaranteed to stay undefeated this weekend in a battle for the Sayonara Cup. For anyone, yeah, for anyone who doesn't,
1: <laughs> for anyone who doesn't speak Japanese, Sayonara means bye. It's a bye week.
0: I feel like you have to apologize to the island nation of Japan. <laughs>
1: You know, I need to apologize to the island nation of England for just the terrible crimes I commit against the English language every day.
0: <laughs> Shakespeare is rolling in his empty
1: grave right now. I just I think that that guy was the master of puns. I don't think he is.
0: All right, I could, I could, that'll play. Uh, yeah. This is exciting, Brandon. You say that that you, uh, you wrote that that catchy line of the best Seattle Sounders FC team in history. This is the, only the second time. Out of the 11-10 years that we've played where <laughs> Seattle has gone 3-0-0, so it's the first and current year um, that our bookending and otherwise very successful I don't know, run as a team. It's pretty cool.
1: Yeah, yeah. I would say uh, 2009, Sounders get off to a 3-0-0 start. Now you know whatever month or year this is, twenty nineteen, yeah, um, three zero and zero. Oh, so you know I hope that's not like a bookend to a incredible eleven ten years by the Seattle Sounders and off to Mariners uh, irrelevance for the next I don't know forty. I find that so depressing
0: to think about. I was going to say impossible to believe, but like it could happen. It could be real bad. But baseball is a real fickle bitch, though. Like that. Like it's uh, it, it so much has to fall into place. It's like the opposite of. Um, NBA and now uh, MLS playoffs where more than half of the league gets in and so really it's not that exciting. And Baseball, like a lot of people waste a lot of time not getting to the postseason. I
1: was going to say a lot of people waste a lot of time playing baseball with standing out in the outfield (laughs) and have nothing (laughs) happen. I don't
0: don't hate you for that, that's for sure.
1: No, I do do like baseball, so don't get me wrong. Um, No, I think it's Kind of jest about this being the best Sounders FC team in history because of a um, what, what's the what's the Sounders' favorite word to use a uh, unprecedented start to the season. It's a uh... Only precedented by one year so far, but you know Brian Schmetzer went into. We talked about this a little bit last week in in that uh, article in the Athletic. Brian Schmetzer was saying there's no reason that this Sounders team can't be um, one of the best in, if not the best Sounders team in. in well, more uh, importantly, he's pushing history. them to be that. That's what he's sure. saying. Is like, do you want to be that right. now? Yeah. And he goes and he goes and says that there's no reason that this team can't start this season uh, on a ten. Uh, ten match winning streak. So, uh, some lofty and very tangible goals from uh, Schmetz going into this year.
0: I don't hate that, man. I don't hate that.
1: No, you want to win everything, right?
0: I mean, yeah, of course. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, but you know, we. I mean, we talk about how fickle baseball is. You and I were talking about um, over the weekend. You know, looking at Premier League, how could you could you ever picture a, a certain team? Um, Going down, we talked about how you know Preston North End in England used to be the hottest team, and you can't imagine them now being anywhere near the, t- the top six, let alone uh the top flight. To be, to we, be
0: frank, I can't imagine them at all.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and then we talk about the Sounders, you know, we've been absolutely spoiled, even in the bad times, um, the year like that, we a Fired Ziggy Schmidt and uh, then go and win MLS Cup the same season, like that being one of the worst seasons in in Sounders history. Still, is, well, I mean, as far as like how the season started and and went, um, you know, we're pretty spoiled here in Seattle, so it's it's hard to imagine a time where the Sounders will not be kind of uh, always relevant on the MLS landscape. So uh, I'm trying to take it in while we have it for sure.
0: Tell me what you think when it comes to worst season of all time. Which one is it for you in the ten years that they've played so far? All of them, keep in mind having made it to the playoffs. Which one like was the toughest for you?
1: I think the I, I I'd have to look up exactly what year it was. I think it was twenty twelve. Uh, was when the Sounders uh, go into the playoffs and are in the MLS Cup. Uh, or sorry, the Western Conference semifinals semifinals against Portland and Portland. That's like the match where we had to start shallrie Joseph um, up top, and and you know basically uh, change the entire game plan because of injuries, and 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 it, we just got blasted at home. I think we lost by something like. 4 to 1 or is just some ridiculous you you never want to lose to Portland you never want to lose to them in the playoffs like we did last year and like we did this year but they absolutely had our number that year and it was um, it was miserable to watch in the bar <laughs> in Bellingham
0: you know for me it was last year was the toughest because again a team that had been so successful <laughs> was showing us that they were going to make it impossible early in the season and being excited throughout the entirety of the season is way more preferable obviously Yeah. than just eking it out at the end and then being great you know you want to see him win the best yeah. season obviously for me actually maybe it's not obvious I like the Supporter Shield season the best
1: lots yeah of people, 2014
0: yeah p- lots of people like the MLS Cup victory that was very cool that's probably second best but I don't know that inaugural yeah. season was real cool too
1: I was going to say I one of I put out a tweet today that um, asked people 10 years of memories what's your favorite and yeah. so we, we did get a few responses so I feel like this is a natural spot to go into that
0: yeah instead of me saying what's the worst part of it you mean you want to sure. talk about what people's favorite parts are yeah that's got I should be the fake fan outrage for this week i <laughs> Guy complains about a team that makes it to the playoffs 10 years in a row, which is the worst of their squads. <laughs> oh, what a jerk. Sorry. Uh,
1: no, yeah. Earlier today we put out a tweet that said, 10 years of memories. What's your favorite? We'll talk about them and likely you when we record next. Well, next is now. Yeah. Um, you know, one uh, one guy just said the flame the flamethrowers were a great idea. We posted the highlights to the the very first oh, uh, Sounders that, FC MLS was that match.
0: Guy, was that guy my father-in-law, Ed? <laughs>
1: oh yes warmth please more flamethrowers flame girl um yeah so you know one drone 367 says i have to say the flamethrowers were a great idea something noticeably absent in that 2009 inaugural game which happened uh as we record uh this day 10 years ago um somehow where'd you watch it from um i don't remember to to uh, date how exactly how young I am I would have uh, been just about to finish high school so um, I would have yeah probably have been watching from home or at a buddy's place I was living in Las Vegas without a job I had been,
0: I'd been <laughs> laid off from my radio gig there and on my birthday I had been offered a job in Seattle working at 1077 the end oh. and I was like this is the best birthday gift Ever, and the guy goes, "Oh, it's your birthday! Great, great, great!" Then about four hours later, he calls back, and I'm like, "Cool, what's going on? Did you give me a birthday present or something?" He's like, "Yeah, we ran it by um, upper management, and they've enacted a hiring freeze, so you're not hired." <laughs> and I was like, "Cool, cool, cool! Worst birthday ever!" <laughs> so it was like uh, about you know six weeks later. There I am on the my roommate's couch and I'm watching this inaugural match and I'd been there to interview and to see the city I'd been in Seattle right at the height of the marketing and everyone was really excited and you went places and you saw it in Windows and it was like between Ken Griffey Jr. coming back and Seattle Sounders FC inaugural season in MLS it was so exciting so I just shot the guy a text message from Seattle being like I'm watching this on TV and this might be the thing I'm most bummed about missing because it looks so awesome and then they of course went on to win and it was very exciting and Red Bull's can suck it and um you know it was really cool and then he called me back like three days later and he was like yo i got that job for you and i was like nice so like i've lived in seattle for the almost the entirety like i'm the one percent that i'm missing there from a complete sounders mls um I, i don't know it's not catalog i guess you'd say yeah
1: it's uh it's funny some of the responses that we got that's uh uh it's you know your your seattle kind of um understanding is 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 Seattle always with an MLS team so that's I think that's pretty it's interesting for all the people that have been here where Seattle uh before Seattle was MLS but some of the well, it's, um it's my, it's
0: my team though Th- that's, no, absolutely, that's that's absolutely. what I got from it is like they started when I started and so like they're yeah. part of me it's so dope
1: yeah I think yeah I think that's that's awesome um, Paul Cox uh, uh, says the 2009 US Open Cup semifinal versus Houston was his favorite scored in the 89th minute to make it 1 one and get it to extra time then Jayqua scored five minutes into extra time and we hold on for the next 25 to win it also head wounds if you've ever heard of uh, zombie Jaqua, there's a uh, Paul posted an amazing picture of uh, Nate Jaqua with blood all over his brain Yeah. Um, <laughs> Because it's definitely not a head injury.
0: <laughs> it's cra- dude. It's crazy. It looks like something out of an old war film. It's like yeah. well, it's like what an old English bastard would be like back when I used to play. Yeah. You know, only w- with an English accent. Huh? Yeah, yeah. It's uh, follow at uh, full ninety extra time on Twitter to see the picture of it. It is grotesque.
1: Yeah, I think uh, another another response that we got was here from uh, Matt Ratberger Rathberg Rathgerber, Rath Matt R. <laughs> yeah goes and says uh, i think he might agree with you a little bit on um, your favorite season he says the first 45 minutes of the 2014 western conference final versus la galaxy it was so cold but brad evans and dempsey's goals were the loudest i think i've ever heard at the stadium for a sounders game effing janino off the post um (laughs) i remember that game that was a that was a rough one but amazing amazing game um yeah good some good some good memories from people uh another person just says simply zombie was." Yeah. so yeah go go look at that picture i
0: mean and then for me there was the away at portland freddie montero from about 79 yards out he just blasted sure. one that was a that was real oh, cool yeah. and those electric yellow the highlighter yellow kit that they had like i think that's what it was yeah
1: I think I think for me one of the one of my favorite memories was um, I think I don't know if I've talked about it on the podcast but there was that sunset match that these uh, these black nightfall kits are based off of that was a great night I had a lot of rainier in myself so that felt great um, but then another one would have been the uh, Sounders four three comeback against DC United uh, just a couple of years ago that game uh, that stadium was rocking like I've never heard it so um, some good memories over the last ten years uh, hopefully the Sounders make the playoffs for another ten.
0: What's the guy's name? Is his name, uh, he's a goalkeeper, like Sean Johnson maybe? Or? Yeah, 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 yeah. There was a game where the guy behind me in the stands, we we sit like very close to the opposing goal and the, you know, one of the halves. And there was a guy behind me that who has this raspy, like awful, awesome voice. He's just, it's like exactly what you want out of a heckler. He's just wonderful. (laughs) And so he's like really like, ah, Um, uh, only like with like barrel chested and it's great. And he would just not let this dude alone. And they were in, they were winning by the end of the match, and I remember the guy fixing his uh, fixing his soccer shorts before he took the goal kick, and he was wasting time, and he pulled his pants down to adjust, but it was definitely <laughs> like check out my black ass right now, guy who's been yelling at me this whole time. Man, I thought that was so cool that he like got this small little comeuppance against all these yeah. people that were just tearing into him. Another memory where we got punished for our loud drunkenness was, what's that terrible guy that uh, his name, uh, it's blonde guy, his name's Breck Shea.
1: Oh man, the worst, the wizard that is Breck Shea. I'm
0: going to call him Brexit uh, <laughs> and uh, get out of the league, jerk, and uh, Brexit Shea. We, I mean, we were relentless, and he scored right in front of us. And he oh, turned no. around, uh, cupped his ear, and ran backwards towards the corner flag. I've, <sighs> I've never wished a person to fall as much as I did right there. Uh, unfortunately, I do not have Jedi power, so I was not able to. Uh, will way
1: I think his career might have fallen from grace uh, since that moment. So I, I think I that, would say that in the long term, we're still winning.
0: Yeah, I think that uh, you know, with the zero effort that we, I, I have crushed way more beers than he has been successful in MLS, okay?
1: (laughs) Yeah, if beer drinking was soccer, I'd be amazing at soccer. (laughs)
0: Yeah, let me me tell you, if if yelling at people incoherently and losing my voice for my radio show the next day was soccer... (laughs) <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, some great memories. If you got any more, we'd love to see them, and maybe we'll bring some more up here as we go. But that's that's super fun. I like to say that. Okay, so we're talking about a four-two win over Chicago, and I don't want to get too serious about this and get too into the weeds about you know the the minutia of the match. The thing that I worry about is when I see a stat where you win over Chicago, who let's be frank, are hot garbage. Hot garbage. Mm-hmm. When I see a stat where four-two something happened to let those two goals in but specifically when you mix it with 10 saves for Stefan Fry my question for you is does this mean we might have a little bit of a defensive problem be it focus or something else
1: yeah I don't I don't know. It was that was a tough one. You know, I think uh maybe when the Sounders go out as early as they did and, and score two goals in the what first 15 minutes, right? Yeah, it was uh, it was so slow
0: this week. It took them like 18 minutes to get two goals and I'm like this is so boring.
1: Yeah, so the the Sounders have have uh three goals by the 49th minute. I think that there's a maybe an air of complacency that you that you get into where you you're, you know, uh you, you get caught ball watching the first goal that Chicago scored, uh, Raheem Edwards, you know, free, free header in the box. You just see Christian Roldan standing there. You see Chad Marshall kind of in no man's land. Um, you, you, know, you're three goals up. You, you can afford to lose one. You don't want to give up the clean sheet, but you, you, that's what I think. That's just kind of what happens. You know, you've been winning, you've been, you know, um, just manhandling the game for the better part of, of two thirds of the match. And then all of a sudden uh, you let a goal go in. So I think, I think that that's what happens there. And, and the second one I think is just a, uh, one of those things that happens, a, a kind of a freak freak thing that happens where, you know, Stefan Fry comes out, makes a good save, loses track of the ball. Um, Chad Marshall can't stop his momentum, runs over the ball. Um, it's just loose in the box. Chad uh, Fry can't figure out where it is. And, and um, Fabian Herbert's just, jumps on it and and puts it away. But in conjunction, those two kinds of plays where you also have Fry making 10 saves, you know, three of those saves were incredible, incredible, like athletic and, and good awareness and great positioning. Um, The rest of them, you know, they're, it's technically a save. We talked about this. It's, it's if it's going on target and Fry just scoops it up, or or it goes right into his chest, that counts as a save. Um, but there were a few there that were that were kind of scary, and this goal could have been broken open a little bit earlier.
0: Yeah. So look, the 25 shots, 12 on target for Chicago. That's almost like three times more shots in Seattle, and seven mm-hmm. on target from Sounders. You know, you it's about making those conversions. It's about getting past the goalkeeper. But you're talking about without the best goalkeeper in the league, despite what the award says. If you don't have that guy. Like, that's, there's some troubling things to keep your eye on there. Now, I went back and watched the match again for a second time just to make sure. And, like, some of the, you know, attacking forces on Chicago could, with time over the season, you could see like a Seattle type uh, resurgence where they get that figured out. They get the defense a little more solid. And that could be a good team. Uh, We won't have to worry about them until possibly MLS Cup because they're in the Eastern Conference. But it was still, they made it a little bit closer than it seemed by the score line. I think no,
1: we, we talked, we talked a little bit about that, right? We talked, uh, <clears throat> you know, they, if, if Sounders don't go and score four goals, like Chicago still puts two in there. They just signed another guy, uh, Nicholas guy's That's going to help them. Um, uh, kind of a lot Um, but their defense was just super porous we talked about that in the preview is that you know they're they're bound to give up lots of goals and the sounders in their form right now are bound to score a lot of goals Um, but you don't want to be giving up too. we we you know when you were at my house we we talked a little bit about how uh, it looks almost a little bit like Liverpool last year where um, you know, we might let you score two, but we're gonna we're gonna score four. You can score three, but we're gonna score five. You know, you, you worry more about outscoring the opponent than keeping them from scoring. So obviously, uh, with the best goalkeeper in the league, uh, I think you can say pretty confidently he'll get you out of some situations, but he's not gonna get out, get you out of a free header in the box, and he's not gonna get you out of you know just stupid little mistakes here and there. So
0: it which, uh, which brings me to my bigger point. You brought it up. You touched. Oh god! You touched on it a little bit right there. But do the Sounders need to gather up all that TAM money and try and pick up Virgil (laughs) Van Dyke? Is that the is that the go to move here? Certainly, we have a hundred million combined in TAM and GAM, right?
1: If we if we can pick up yet another uh, Dutch person to compete for the golden clog uh, in, in MLS, then absolutely, that is absolutely what we need to do. And I think 100000 in targeted allocation money is going to definitely lock up Virgil van Dijk, one of the best players in the Premier League.
0: Yeah, I mean, why wouldn't he come to America when he could... Yeah, I mean, you could live in Seattle. It's pretty similar to... It's
1: there's got to be. There's tulips here. Come on. Yeah, we, we also have boats and... Ships? Yeah, come for the tul-
0: come for the soccer, stay for the tulips, you dummy.
1: <laughs> we tell him we have a, a big ship, and he can be part of the fan club. <laughs> <laughs>
0: you are now a seaman. <laughs> No, no, no. We mean it in a good way. No, come back. Come back, Verge. Dude, how about Leerdam getting robbed? You he, he brought up the golden clog there, but he should be leading that by a landslide now. It, the, the, let's, go, let's take a look at the golden clog standings, the official metric created by the Full 90 Extra Time podcast. There's four Dutch players playing right now in the league, and at the top of the golden clog standings is Kelvin Leerdam. He's got two goals on the season. Not bad for a right back. Uh, compared to Danny... Hussen, Johann Kapelhoff, and Gregory Vanderweil all tied in second with zero. So it could have been three zero, which would have been you know kind of a landslide at this point in the season.
1: Yeah, that that sucked. Kelvin Leardum. Uh, I think I don't know. We we debated this a little bit, but I think Kelvin Leardum definitely on side. Uh, at least warrants a, a, a look back at the VAR. You think that maybe if they call it, um, uh, if you call it. If they had if they had not put the flag up and they were to let it go, they were to let it stand. That's what that they, dude's
0: goddamn job
1: is supposed to be. I know. You I know.
0: stupid jerk. Do your damn job right. God, I'm so mad about that. We'll, we'll get to that here in a second. got to give a shout out to your brother, Steven, when he told us that he was going to be getting not a Smith jersey, not a number 11 Sounders kit. He would be getting a Brad Brad Smith jersey. <laughs>
1: So does he need like uh the number on it? Does it need to be like one 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 one?
0: <laughs> no, 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 just just the eleven and then just Brad Smith above it. I, I can't <laughs>
1: wait to see that. That's gonna be I, I really hope he gets that. I really hope he follows through on that.
0: Uh Brandon, you're a nerd and you've done the stats before. I love this idea for a segment. Let's do stats for nerds. Tell us what we got.
1: Um yeah stats for nerds. So first of all, all four players, uh, all four front uh front men on the Sounders uh just totally firing. Uh Morris gets a goal and an assist. Uh Rodriguez, Victor Rodriguez gets a goal and assist and what I like to call a hockey assist, which is a second assist, pass to the pass to the goal. Raul Ruidiaz gets a goal and a hockey assist. Ladero gets a goal and an assist and Brad Brad Smith gets an assist. So lots of um, the the I think the the scary thing about the Seattle attack right now is that they're spreading the wealth you know Kelvin Leardham's got two uh, and a ghost goal on the season uh, Morris now has three goals on the ce- season Reed Diaz has uh, three goals on the season Rodriguez is is firing on all cylinders Brad Smith is uh, <laughs> now I just default to it uh, Brad Smith Brad Brad Smith is 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 firing man him and Lodero both had some amazing assists in this game so the the left side attack is looking insane basically Chicago, any team, starts to pin down Seattle to the left side, and they've got uh, Jordan Morris on the right bombing down the side. So the Sounders have this like four-pronged attack right now that is really hard to stop, and you can see it just in the stats from this last week of five guys picking up what in hockey you'd call points. (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying to get ready for a new hockey team here, man. (laughs)
0: I, I am not. I. It's so crazy how uh, that's going to take me some adjustment for me. I've got to focus on Sounders, otherwise I'll lose track and it'll be a disaster. Yeah. I agree. That, that's, okay, so cool. That's it's. You make a great point. Who, if you're a defense trying to set up to stop Seattle, who are you going to try and stop? Because there's so many different people. They still haven't unlocked Rui Diaz. That's not even his final <laughs> form. Like. <laughs> He, like, they're barely passing him the ball. He's maintaining that 38 touches per goal thing. That's crazy. Like, once they start feeding him the ball all the time, then what are you going to do? Like, when you try and pressure Morris so he just dumps it into the middle for Rui Diaz? Yeah. What happens?
1: It's It's crazy. It's crazy. Like the, you read all of these think pieces on MLS right now about how the Sounders, um, are overloading the left side and, and, you know, MLS right backs beware of the Sounders left side attack. But that for that, like completely is short-sighted of the fact that you have Jordan Morris on the right, uh, and who has now got three goals on the season and, and the pace that he has. And you got Raul Ru in the middle, who's scoring every freaking, you know, however many touches, 38 touches. Um, you know, it's you, there. How do you stop that? How do you stop that as a defender?
0: so just that defense man Seattle's defense has got to be good because there's going to be a lot of problems for other teams coming up as long as everyone stays healthy all right that brings us to the most important player for Seattle it's the drunk before noon man of the match Brandon
1: your drunk before noon man of the match is Victor Rodriguez with a goal and assist and one hockey assist
0: (laughs) surprisingly sober drunk before noon (laughs) leave
1: me alone that is how I felt after you and, and Steven left this week.
0: Solitude. Leave me alone. All right. Who's hot? Who's garbage? And who is hot garbage? I'm going to start this one hot. Those nightfall jerseys in the daytime. Hot.
1: Those looked so good. Hot.
0: I like that you just have garbage is garbage. Garbage.
1: <laughs> I, I think garbage, uh, I would say, is uh, Bastian Schweinsteiger trying to stop uh, a young, spry Victor Rodriguez. Garbage. Dude,
0: that pullback that V Rod had at that, one leading up to that Jordan Morris goal was so crazy, dude. He's oh, like, it was filthy. His skill is unbelievable. Uh, how about hot garbage? Hot garbage. Use the f-ing VAR, Uh-oh. you pro ass. What are you doing? Don't put your dumb flag up if you're gonna wait that long, you idiot. <laughs> Good God, what a f-ing joke that organization is all right um <laughs> you said it how
1: about well, sorry how about hot garbage? hot garbage uh aaron reed on twitter says uh it's weird that the chicago fire named something that destroyed their city it'd be like naming the seattle team gentrification
0: <laughs> or amazon <laughs> <laughs> uh shout outs to aaron reed that guy's great he used to be ecs co-president i don't know if he still is or not but that's, he's a fun guy Uh, Okay, so I don't know. We don't really have anything to look forward to this week. Uh, We have a week off. Hopefully we don't see anyone getting injured. Hopefully none of the Sounders players actually get any minutes playing uh, in the international squads. Do you know when they come back from international duty?
1: I, I don't know when they come back, uh, but yeah, a lot of players getting called up into, into international time. Some key guys like Raul Ruiz Diaz staying back. So, um, you know, not all of our bags are in the, all of our eggs are in the international basket. So I think, uh, you know, you don't want any injuries, but it's it's good to know that we've got some guys back who will stay healthy for sure.
0: I'm really curious to see what our next match will look like. It's against. It's the first Cascadia battle of the year for us against the Vancouver Whitecaps on the road. You just made a good point. Raul Ruiz Diaz will be back. We'll have to take a look closer next week to find out who's going to be around to be feeding the ball to Raul Ruiz Diaz. Like some of our big playmakers aren't going to be on the field, potentially, maybe needing a few days off here at the beginning of the season to keep them fresh after traveling for international duty. So it'll be curious to see if a guy like Handwala Abuana is going to get some minutes. Harry Ship's going to get some minutes to be a, out there and see what the depth. It might be our first chance to see real depth for this Seattle Sounders squad, but that is something that
1: we will tackle next week.
0: Take a look into the Crystal Pepsi ball brand and any predictions for this week.
1: I predict that I'm probably not going to watch any international soccer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I predict that you're going to be driving around being like, look at my new car.
0: I just bought a car, everybody.
1: I didn't even buy it. What?